mic check. One, two, one, two. There's nothing a cup of tea can't help with. Yeah, absolutely. Everything works magic with the cup of tea, man. I've got my morning tea, my tea break, the rainy season tea that just hits different. If you think we're smart, yep, bang on. If you think we're crazy, hey, you're right on that as well. So here we are, your hosts, always in front of, talking about everything under the sun on our podcast, Ek Dam Karak. And I'm watching uh, Don Lemon, that hotbed of reality. He says, where are all these celebrities? Why aren't you talking? Has anyone ever listened to me do comedy? Have I not ever said anything about these things before? To step in front of the streets and talk over the work these people are doing as a celebrity? Ask me, do you want to see a celebrity right now? Do we give a fuck what Ja Rule thinks? Does it matter about celebrity? No. This is the streets talking for themselves. Why would anyone care what their favorite comedian thinks after they saw a police officer kneel on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. They don't need me right now. Right. So you're seeing this video for the first time, right? Yeah. You're seeing that clip for the first time. Um, what do you make of it? How, how familiar are you with Dave Chappelle's work? Or if you're not familiar with his work, if you're seeing this clip for the first time, what's your take on it? Oh, yeah, I am seeing it for the first time. Mm. But what he's saying is uh, nothing less than the truth. Mm. It is what it is because a lot of people at this point of time who are seemingly not affected by what's happening and the protests, the ones who are lucky enough to not be involved in it, mm. in the violence of it, uh, want the validation of celebrities to you know, make make their movements and make all of their actions uh, be known. Mm. And where he points out that this is not what about the celebrities say, this is the streets talking for themselves. Mm. That's, that's 100% true. If, if this was something that could have been resolved with what people in position and power could speak, this would not have escalated to the uh, magnitude that it is right now. People that's have just taken to the streets. People have taken to the streets and we have had celebrities, uh, black celebrities also come out and say that what's happening was inevitable. Mm. We've had people like Anthony Joshua come out in his hometown, Watford, mm. uh, in solidarity with what has happened. Lewis Hamilton has gone to the extent to even say that uh, yeah. Yeah, very vocal. Uh, he's very vocal about it. And he's gone yeah. on to say that... Uh, the vandalizing of uh, a few of the statues that were there. Yeah. He supports it. Yeah. Although I, uh, what I think about it is not really important, but from a sports point of view, uh, he's being very vocal about it as well. Yeah. This is not just about celebrities. This is really about the people at the bottom of the ladder being affected and mm. they do not feel the need for it to be verified by celebrities or the people in power. They're yeah. speaking for themselves. They've taken power in their own hands. Yeah. And at the same time, um, I'll show you this video. I'll pause the recording. Yeah, okay. But at the same time, you have comments and videos such as this one. When people see it, they just 
it, it's just so bloody cringe. And then these celebrities go to any extent to virtue signal at people, you know, to make themselves feel hurt, to make themselves to get that validation that, oh, okay, you know, we have done something. At a point, you just have to say, shut up, like, shut the fuck up, seriously. And this video is clear example of that. Take a look at it. If you're seeing it for the first time, then you're in for a little cringe fest here. Take a look. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility for every unchecked moment, for every time it was easier to ignore than to call it out for what it was. Every not so funny joke. Every unfair stereotype. Every blatant injustice, no matter how big or small. Every time I remained silent. Every time I explained away police brutality. Jeez. Or turned a blind eye. I take responsibility. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets, killed in their own homes. These are our brothers and sisters, our friends, family. We are done watching them die. We are no longer bystanders. We will not be idle. Enough is enough. Uh, I will no longer allow an unchecked moment. I will no longer allow racist, hurtful words, jokes, stereotypes, no matter how big or small, to be uttered in my presence. I will not turn a blind eye. And killer cops must be prosecuted. They are murderers. We can turn the tide. It is time to take responsibility. Oh my God. Step up and take action. That was... Your first thoughts on it. That's acting. <laughs> That's acting. Oh my God. They're doing what they're best at. They're doing what they're best at. They're known actors. They're acting. You, I'm, I'm really thinking, watching it the whole time, I'm thinking, for how long are you actually going to abide by what you're saying? The next time you get a script where you're supposed mm. to casually portray some sort of racism uh, and some sort of... Uh, oh my Lord. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. How many and, and uh, the the ending of that clip it was it was really just a joke. I don't really think well, by them by them placing a hand on their chest and saying that I take responsibility. What do you take responsibility hmm. for? For how long are you actually going to do that? And honestly, the people looking for that kind of validation are hmm. the ones who buy into this kind of bullshit. Mm. Uh, the ones who think they're okay just because uh, a few of my favorite celebrities are showing solidarity and saying that I take responsibility for checking up on this and that and this and that mm. it's all the it's crap <laughs> it doesn't last long no it, at a point it just becomes so fake and it, it just becomes now, honestly for me this video was unnecessary this video was unnecessary it just looks so staged and so unsincere dude like and you want to take this and shove this down the throats of every other pro every other protester or every person who's actually you know a part of this or facing such an issue like what what are you expecting like are you expecting people to praise you for being part of it no absolutely not and i feel like every bit of criticism they're getting right now is justified it's absolutely justified there's 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 a what do you say? There's, there's a difference when you say, okay, use your platform to give 
you know, to take a stand. And there's a difference when you do this kind of cringe shit. Like, seriously. Cringe is an understatement. My God. I, I didn't it's... fall towards the end, man. God. I'm pretty <laughs> sure... Aaron Paul was really... He was really just like oh, uh, getting in the mood to act it out. Right? That wasn't genuine. <laughs> I'm sure his agent will be holding his phone and be like, okay, this bit of acting is going to get him more, uh, roles. It's fucking bullshit, man. It's 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 almost as if like the PR teams were got together and decided unanimously. Yeah, we have to do this. We're privileged white Americans, and uh, do you know if you do this, your public yeah. relations is gonna skyrocket. Let's do this. Yeah, and they all did it. Yeah, imagine like all the PR people behind this, and like, oh, we're gonna you know do the best and milk the hell out of this movement. Oh yes. <sighs> That yes. for me is like the lowest of the low that humanity can go, but of course they're all knocking on the doors there now on that level. Uh, in this point of time and in this era, I don't think there's an ethical code uh, for a lot of businesses, especially yeah. the PR, especially yeah. the PR. During a humanitarian crisis, just look at how uh, PR teams capitalize on every certain situation because there's yeah. always a majority and a minority and the amount of uh, advantage such businesses have been taking is enormous. It's enormous. Yeah. I think what in that video, again, what you can see is that what performative activism. activism. Yeah, performative activism. Yeah. yeah. Performative That's, activism. Yeah. That along with, I don't know, God, the, the, even the background music was just so terrible. <laughs> like, seriously. Uh, this this is just something that I hate. This is just yeah. That for me is like the worst things I've come across, across, like you know, when when Dave Chappelle says we don't need celebrities to to speak up, and th- that's one example. That's what we don't need from celebrities. But here exactly. you go. Exactly. That's exactly. I don't know. I mean, people are still doing what they. Um, yeah. I think it, it, this this whole pandemic. There's just been so much uh, of a new divide, I can see, uh, between uh, the so-called influences and celebrities and mm. the backlash that comes with it. Because uh, the, whole, the whole pandemic has just provided like a different platform for these influences to show out the world that, look, even during this terrible time, you can have a brilliant life. Mm. And honestly, at this, the, during this time, no one really wants it. They don't want to buy into your your point of your kind of life mm. because everyone's really facing a tough situation right now. Twenty twenty has officially taken all of us by storm, and we don't know how to handle it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, I've just stopped uh, having any expectations, and I'm kind of ready at this point to play out more and more scenarios as to what can happen in twenty twenty. That's just my mindset right now. Conspiracy theories? No, I wouldn't say conspiracy theories because conspiracy conspiracy theories would be something that go above and beyond reasonable thinking or above logic, you know. But I okay, I would I would say something within the framework of everything that's happening now or everything that we've noticed for the past two years. Let's draw the line at like two years or something and say okay, like taking into account everything that's been happening, whether it's the geopolitical wise or even if it's just in terms of um, sports business and sports things related to that 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for March of 2020, you had the talk about, you know, Saudi Arabia's bid on, on Newcastle, on the Newcastle takeover. Mm-hmm. But then came uh, the verdict on the Beirut uh, scandal that was going on during the World Cup uh, with the oh, whole yeah. copyright issues for the, uh, for the 2018 World Cup uh, against Bean Sports. So, again, it's, it's not really a surprise for me that anything is going to happen next, to be very honest. Mm, uh, yes. The, I read about the controversy that yeah. uh, really stalled, I think, uh, Prince Salman's pursuit of yeah. Yeah, takeover of uh, getting Newcastle. Uh, yeah. And it's, 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 it's no real surprise over here that you getting to see the news that Butte was involved in this uh, for the broadcasting uh, uh, privacy breach. Mm. And uh, I think it's fair that you don't allow such kind of, uh, such a person uh, with these kind of issues happening around him Mm. Take over such a huge club uh, in the English Premier League. Although um, the ironic part about this is that there mm. are a lot of owners within the Premier League who have had such controversies. Yes. It's not shy of uh, you know controversial owners, the Premier League. Absolutely. But there is a fair uh, sort of distinction between getting an Arab owner mm. with not just these kind of controversies, but major political controversies as well. Mm. Uh, so I think yeah, the Premier League are just being uh, wary of the whole situation at the at this point of time. Yeah, have you? Um, did, okay, so I'll ask you this: Have you had a chance to go through any of uh, football journalist Uri Levy's work? Uri Levy, no. Yeah, so he does a brilliant job at going through some of Middle East. Uh, So he does a brilliant job at covering football in the Middle East, not just in the Middle East, but across Europe as well, but particularly in the Middle East, because he picks on these particular topics, whether it's uh, political related or business related. And it's just something that the world does not, you know, it doesn't pay attention to. But again, with the whole Newcastle bid and the, the scandal that took place over the 2022 World Cup, and the politics that played out. It's picked up by him so well. I think you definitely need to check it out. You need to check okay. out his work. Yeah. Uri Levy, you say? Yeah. Okay. Uh, definitely. Well, uh, where, does, where, where does the he reside, though? I think uh, he's... Uh, I think, so, from, from what I know, I think he's... Oh, hold on, I don't want to give out wrong information here. And yeah, uh, the reason I'm asking is because if he if he is actually covering uh, the, uh, the the news in the Middle East with a tincture of political aspect into it, yeah, he's not safe in the Middle East. No, 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 nothing like that. Nothing like that. I mean, it's is it's it? not really controversial though. He's okay. so he's he's the founder and editor in chief of this is uh, this media site called Babago. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Babago. So he studied in the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Yeah. He's the editor in chief of Babago, like I just explained. He's a Middle East football expert. And so like I said, he's just so this niche for him, he's picked it up so well. 
So you definitely I think I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, you definitely need to check out his work. Yeah. So I came across his work on the D4 Football Podcast. And from there, I jumped to Baba Gold's work and then just going parallel to both of their work. That's when I got more and more engrossed with D4 Football as well as Baba Gold. So uh, yeah. what, what do you make of the draw for the AFC Under-16 Championship? Uh, looking at India's group, Mm. Korea, Republic, Australia, and Uzbekistan. It's not an easy one. You have two world-class teams in Korea, Republic, and Australia. Mm. And especially in the Asian subcontinent, they are high high flyers. Yeah. They perform really, really well. Yeah. Um, I think for India, making out of that group is tough. Uh, the top two, I wouldn't call it all out because I have... Uh, seen the under-16 performing extremely well in tournaments in uh, in Europe mm. uh, and in Argentina as well. I think the highlight of the under-16 team came when in 2019, early 2019, they beat Argentina under-16 team 2-1 mm. at their home soil. And uh, that was the start of a remarkable streak where they also went on to win in uh, against some under-16 sides in the Europe as well. So I do have faith in them. I wouldn't mm. call it all out uh, before mm. it has already begun. And honestly, I would personally want India to progress into the next round as well. Yeah. And looking at the other group of uh, for UAE, UAE, Yemen, Oman, and Tajikistan, mm. uh, fair to say UAE have a good chance of making it into the next round. I'm kind of uh, fascinated to see Yemen in it. Yeah, absolutely. The but, I mean, going on with. Uh, again, see the thing is, for you've had the championship draw for the. You just have to see how every team will come back after this pandemic, mm-hmm. after this break, and see at what intensity they can perform oh, yeah. and at what consistency. That's that is what is going to matter. You, it could be any country. It could be, for example, even Australia or uh, yeah, or for that matter. Let's let's take any country and say, okay, if you're not performing at an at the required level, you can have your bad day, and next thing mm-hmm. you know, you're out of the tournament. You know, because this is football. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Football has its surprises. So, yeah, absolutely. Again, again, going back to it's Yemen, uh, it's great right. to see Yemen uh, in a tournament like this. Uh, I hope, yeah. I hope uh, people can come in, give their support to the Yemeni team. Times are definitely not good for them. Right then, so that's all the sports chatter wrapped up for today. What what else have we got? What else? Uh, there's there's some interesting conversations and uh, controversies I think going on right now in the Bollywood industry. Uh, let's let's uh, discuss that. Yeah, let's move on to that now. Let's see what's happening there. I mean, the guys were tweeting. You know, suggesting that nepotism does not exist or, you know, that who want to say that they themselves are victims of, you know, the whole media. That's, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit shameful. At the same time, it's a bit surprising. It is not the first time this has happened, but we all know nepotism exists to some extent or even at the core of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, it is the core of Bollywood, like you said. It is the core of Bollywood nepotism. I mean, 
the ones tweeting about nepotism does not exist and uh, mm. we give work to hard workers and all of that bullshit are the actual bait and holders of nepotism mm. in bollywood i don't mind taking names but everyone knows who is the one who let's start with really... let's t- i i can start with sonam kapoor the dumbest <laughs> okay. actress i've seen the dumbest okay. actress i've seen you know i don't know well, she's anil kapoor's daughter right yeah she is unfortunately there you go uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she yes i don't um she is the daughter of anil kapoor uh sadly did not get the acting traits from him neither i'm not sure if she went to acting school if she went to acting school i don't know if that was useful anyways now oh, yeah the, is the number you one you don't need to go to acting school you don't need Are to go to acting school right Are this doing, is man? this the, no 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 oh, oh, okay. that was sarcastic yeah okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh uh, yeah this is um, all that you need to do is to ask your parents where did you get your movies from yashraj hmm. of uh, film studios dharma productions take me there too what exactly <laughs> It, it is that way isn't it yeah. like uh, i'm i'm thinking if karan johar was as old as he is right now he would mm-hmm. probably had made a student of the year with the parents of tiger shroff and anand yeah. pandey and arya yeah he's that kind of a person what he's just doing in the industries sending toxic you know the, the animosity in the tech uh, the toxic environment that he's just created in the bollywood that's just unbearable and 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 thank god for all the people who are able to clearly see it now even for the fans of the industry and they're calling it out as it is like we said we we suggested sonam kapoor the next name would be sonakshi sinha oh my god on, like, that's a that's an f bomb she does not know how to act she does not she know does, how to no absolutely not she does not I'm being very critical right now but I have names like Sonakshi Sinha Athya mm-hmm. Shetty is yeah. uh, another name yeah. um I don't read what does she do where's the struggle <laughs> you the, the famous we we struggle to yeah where's the struggle what's the uh, struggle I was the whole story behind that okay um this was uh do you you could call it a round coffee uh, round coffee table and mm-hmm. we had uh, quite a few actors sitting over there yeah and one of them uh, one of the actors was um gully boys okay who gully boy was based on a true story yes and the person uh, on whom the story was made was over there Yeah. So they were asking him about his experience and how he happened to come up to the stage that he is on today. The, the whole discussion was going on and Ananya Pandey was there too. Hmm. Uh, she says that uh, yeah there's a lot of struggle there's a lot of struggle that uh, we actors go through um, hmm. and uh, it's not seen on uh, on the screen by hmm. our fans obviously uh, but we go through tremendous struggles. So honestly anyone hearing it like uh, a third person like me hearing it will be like what's your struggle the hardest it is for you is to uh memorize your script your dialogues that's it probably or, or to and, face the paparazzi uh, yeah or, or to face the paparazzi but right over there uh she was pointed out 
which mm. isn't very common on talk shows and uh, these kind of discussions she was pointed out that he just the guy from gully boy i'm not i'm not getting his name right so he points out by saying jahan pe kuch log ki uh oh, struggle khatam hoti hai wahan hum log ki struggle shuru hoti hai and then <laughs> where a lot of people's struggles end mm. ours starts from there that just summarizes the whole thing about the nepotism uh, the, the, the uh, actors that come through this nepotism and what yeah. their struggles are yeah. versus the ones who actually come from a very humble background yeah. like you said um that a lot of actors and directors in today's time like karan johar and shahrukh khan and all of these people came from humble backgrounds uh shahrukh yeah. khan himself came uh, from tv shows mm. uh he he used to be aired on tv shows before mm. and uh the thing is the scenario was very different in the 1980s uh in the 1980s you didn't have such a fan centric industry mm. in today's time social media plays such a huge part in all yeah. of these things in any of in any in any industry this was not so profound back in the 1980s it was easier trp was not such a huge thing back in the 1980s because you did not have talk shows like this mm. uh you have karan johar's uh, infamous coffee with, yeah. with karan yeah. uh, and that's like uh, it's a benchmark for a lot of actors that yeah i have to go to coffee with karan like, come on man that's but then gas hoch ke jaate what what do you have in your head when you go there honestly it's like keep your brains aside and just go sit there listen to what he has to blabber that's it there are a lot of talk shows and uh, in the hollywood as well mm. it's very different to this no, it is not different. anything like this there are not uh, you you don't have these rapid fire rounds where you're asked to rate uh, actors on the basis of their looks yeah uh, or who would you sleep with marry with and kill mm. and i think all of these uh, conversations and comments are surfacing after the demise of Sushant Singh Rajput mm. where uh, you know a lot of people are allegedly saying that uh, he was he was a victim of nepotism on mm. on the bad side of it yeah um, i don't know how how true that is but it, it it isn't a secret anymore it isn't a secret oh it definitely have, isn't. actors like varun dhawan uh, alia bhat uh that you you mentioned it's an snarky snarky sanam sanam kapoor tiger ah. shroff how is tiger shroff an actor oh, he's got a good how body so he's not an actor okay yeah he, he just does stunts he he's a ba- ballet dancer at yeah. best <laughs> uh, <laughs> break dancing as well is a... okay yeah okay he's good at dancing but he's just so devoid of expressions and everything i mean mm. it's really just those connections you know dad's connections what they say mm. i thought that that should used to run in the underworld it's yeah. come to bollywood dad's connections mm. i mean it's amazing you know how a person like sushant singh rajput everybody now talks about how you know young and fresh in his career he was and what a great future he had yet he was known to be considered as an outsider and this is the case with every uh, with a lot of uh, bollywood stars out there hmm. but how much they're allowed to progress through their careers uh, throughout their careers in the bollywood hmm. depends on 
uh, on the fact how much you allow allow them to exploit you uh, this was exposed by uh, ayushman khurana not exposed really but he i think he blew the whistle on this and uh, it was it was a funny incident because he did this on coffee with karan so mm-hmm. ayushman khurana was invited on coffee with karan and mm-hmm. he there was there was this conversation with uh, they were having where ayushman khurana tells karan johar that i took an interview of yours in 2006 or 2007 and i was a radio jockey then and uh, i told you i wanted to be an actor yeah and i asked you for your number so uh, you gave me your number and you left and the next day i called you and your assistant picks over and he's like uh, he'll call you back uh, in in a short while yeah never did i call you for two three days straight and mm-hmm. on the fourth day uh, george receiver tells me that we do not take auditions of outsiders this is a statement by ayushman khurana on coffee with karan sure. so what yeah and what does uh, karan johar reply to this karan johar uh, slyly replies by saying at least i gave you my correct number so i must have seen some potential in you wow this is the kind of um response from people in position in the bollywood happen to be giving and uh, that's how they get out of these situations this, this is, is not talked about mm-hmm. until and unless there is a tragedy there's a lot of talk about mental health and everything uh, considering what sushant singh rajput did mm. how long is it going to last how long before the industry returns back to normal where they're promoting and giving uh, movies to star kids no that, like your opportunity should never be based on uh who on where you come from or what background you come come from rather than on your performance you know that's mm-hmm. that should be the sole importance and if you want to create quality content which is now possible through you know certain stars web series yeah certain web series certain okay. stars you know okay i would like to ask you a question uh, yeah. since you pointed out the gatekeepers of the industry who do you think if you could name someone um are the gatekeepers of bollywood in terms of actors i mean you know what uh, again not often talked about but you know what kind of an influence salman khan has Okay. okay, I was waiting for that name. Yeah, we all know what kind of influence he has, and uh, yeah, it's basically uh, the biggest gatekeeper, I would say, for Bollywood is Salman Khan and his family. So you have an actor in Salman Khan, mm-hmm. you have his brother Arbaz Khan with his production house, mm-hmm. and uh, Salman Khan also has his production house now. I think he launched. Yeah, uh, he does. He yeah he launched uh, his. what do you call that his his sister's husband uh mm-hmm. in that movie what was it called uh okay i'm i'm forgetting the movie <laughs> he launched him in that and he has uh the movie was pathetic uh mm-hmm. it was a pathetic movie and he did just did not, did not know how to act so uh it's it's actually quite scary seeing what exactly to what extent that uh they can go to to stop you because mm-hmm. um we have seen we have seen cases of uh, vivek obroy i think that's yeah. the most uh, infamous incident between salman khan and vivek obroy where vivek obroy was in the peak of his career 
Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just plummets. Uh, Ashwarya, her career seemed to be on the downfall ever since after that. Mm. Um, then you have Arijit Singh, who has made public apologies in Film Fair and IFA uh, awards to Salman Khan. Oh, my Lord. Uh, you need to see a lot of those clips. You need to really? see a few of those clips. Yes, you need to see a few of the, uh, those clips. Yeah, as, as we were discussing, definitely don't go out on the streets after this, you know, not in Mumbai, especially. <laughs> yeah, not in Mumbai. I not if you see a Land Cruiser. I drown. <laughs> I drown for my life. <laughs> I remember I was in Mumbai in 2018 mm. and uh, the cab driver over there was like, um, so he was being our mini tour guide while dropping mm. me off to my apartment. And he was like, uh, pe do bhai hai. <laughs> ek Salman bhai, hmm. ek Daud bhai. Oh. Ko naam se bulate, bhai bolte. I was like, damn. <laughs> I, I was like, is, this is all that Bollywood kind of stuff that I watch. You know, they, they get into the cab and they're warning you about the system over there. Hmm. But who knows the system better than these taxi drivers do? They literally go all of these places yeah. to all of these places and they know. Yeah, I know it. Uh, there was this case in the IFA Awards 2019 where um, Arijit Singh was bowing and uh, he, he was apologizing to Salman Khan publicly. So this happens to uh, be because of some sort of a feud between the two earlier on, uh, after which Arijit Singh did not get a lot of uh, a, a lot of labels and records and he was pretty much shown the gate out of the industry so for him to make an, a public apology in front of uh, multiple broadcasters and, and journalists that takes that, that that means to show that there's something that we don't know there's something very serious that goes on in the background that the public is not aware about but obviously the people in the industry fear mm. um they're one of the Salman Khan's movies are top grossers, even if they are a complete failure in the sense of on in the sense of plot. I don't know if you've watched uh, Ek the Tiger or Kick. Oh no! Oh, I actually watched uh, Tiger Returns. Is it? Tigers in the yeah. Tigers in the <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, man, that wasn't too bad though. Like apart from the lack of respect for physics, which is in all his movies. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's uh, it's not just Salman Khan who does it. Then there's the master of it, which is Rohit Shetty in Bollywood. Oh um, yeah. Disregard uh, the Bollywood. If you go south, <laughs> it's a pretty good scene there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the inspiration. But it's 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 something that the public enjoys. Like I don't see people sitting in cinema theaters and being like, "This is impossible." They just go on like, "Yeah." They go. They enjoy the movie. It's. It's. I think cinema in India literally is defined by imagining something that could have been new or something rather than it's. It just takes you to a different place of entertainment and takes you away from That's reality. Right. I think people enjoy that as well. You know, yeah. uh, you work in like an industrial life and then you want to take a break from something. I think you just go to the theaters, leave your brains behind for most of the movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's been the case. I I agree yeah. with that. That's been the case mostly. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh, apart from that, I think uh, the whole the whole cause uh, of nepotism is just taking a whole new 
turn after some something uh yeah after the death of sushant singh rajput now just day before yesterday i came across this uh tweet okay and uh it was okay so there was the, the, the tweet had a picture and there were multiple triangles in it like uh triangles within triangles and the question was how many triangles are there in total mm-hmm. so i think the answer was 18 uh mm-hmm. but sonam kapoor sonam kapoor that's right sonam kapoor um tweets as a reply to it uh what was the number 7 7 that was Seven. I don't know how seven. seven. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, Weird, but yeah, I she, she got a lot of stick for it. A lot of stick for it. Saying that you've left. I think you can finally join the company of Alia Bhatt <laughs> and uh, welcome <laughs> to welcome to Bollywood and yeah. all of these. I think it's um, a lot of people in the Bollywood are just. Should I say they have? They're running low on IQ. Did they have some in the first place? <laughs> I don't no uh, there's just uh, major flaws within the industry um I I think again the whole conversation comes down to giving respect to uh, not just talent but to hard work as well uh, you know um uh, there was this guy uh who what was the guy's name who acted in uh, extraction what was the name with uh, Chris um, yeah Jandeep Hooda Jandeep Hooda oh, This guy doesn't deserve uh sorry um Randeep Hooda man this guy he does not get the credit that he deserves you know and absolutely absolutely so his role in extraction no no matter how short it was it was brilliant it was perfect for the movie it was perfect how many people did you see from the industry how many people did you see from our industry actually praise him for that role none to be honest i watched the movie extraction uh, i loved it and the mm-hmm. fact that randeep hooda carried out uh, the um, role of an ex army was it yeah yeah it was perfect i one of uh, a critical moment in his part in the movie was when he is in bangladesh um, mm-hmm. he calls his wife mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that point where he's you know on the verge of crying but somehow yeah. still talks to his son the yeah. emotion in that one minute exactly i think the way he's portrayed it is impeccable yeah and again that's the thing you know uh, often people compare bollywood to you know the likes of hollywood and say oh how long is it going to take bollywood to reach that level how long is it going to take indian cinema to reach that sort of quality but then when you're getting quality you're not recognizing that at all be it 15 minutes be it 20 minutes that's right i think uh, a lot of quality actors in the bollywood uh i've been overlooked from from uh, not just now but since years i think it starts with uh, one on my list the one has been there for quite some time is irfan uh, who recently passed away hmm. i think he's been a quality actor right from the start i remember watching his movie bellu Bellu mm, Barber which yeah. was but then changed to Bellu. Uh it was it was a great movie. Like I think that was the first movie where I took notice of him. Then his last movie which was uh Angrezi Angrezi Medium. I think mm, yes, I think it was Angrezi Medium dude. Uh yeah. actually watched Hindi Medium the night before he passed away. Oh you did. Yeah. I actually no. watched the night 
I watched it the night before he passed away, and then the next day I wake up as I see the first news I see on Twitter is that he passed away, and I was like, I was, I just thought to myself, you were, and this is like in a span of two hours, like I slept really late, and in okay. a span of two hours, like he was on the screen, and next thing you know, he's not in this world. He's not in this world, man. That's, that's how quick life changes. That's how quick life changes. Um, yeah, unpredictable. Yeah. But it's a really good movie, too. It's a really good movie. Hindi medium? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really he's, he's done a great job in it. I like the way <laughs> yeah. he moves from uh, a rural place to a posh area. And yeah. somehow, you know, just for his child. I think uh, Jay-Z... It's actually a natural thing that a lot of people do within the society. It's a topic that was chosen uh, based on the actions of the people in the society. It's, it's a very simple movie. You know, yeah, it's a very it simple is, movie yeah. done really well. I think that's why it works with a lot of people as well. Yeah, I think uh, these kind of movies these days do extremely well on OTT platforms. Yeah. I think the, uh, you know, big screen release and mm-hmm. all of these things don't quite cater them very well in terms of revenue, mm-hmm. in uh, terms of how much the movies collect on the box office. But on uh, platforms like Amazon Prime, uh, Netflix, I think they've been finding a place for these quality actors and quality content to be put out and being appreciated by the right audience. Yeah. And that reminds me, there was a recent release, um, Kolabo and Sitabu, Aishman Krana and Amitabh Bachchan. Ah, yes. Did you have a chance to catch that? Uh, No, I didn't. But I Uh I do know that it released... uh, on OTT platform as well. Yeah. Uh, given that, again, cinemas and stuff are, um, what do you say, given that cinemas and stuff are closed. So I guess, I guess it's a good chance. And of course, uh, families are at home. You know, what better than to release it on a platform like uh, Amazon, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think um, this one, Sushant Singh, Rajput's last film, Dil Bichara, is due to release on Another OTT platform called Hotstar uh, mm. on J- in the month of July. Oh man! I think it's really starting, and this the whole lockdown, the whole pandemic has brought out other ways of entertainments that were usually you know subsidized for uh, cinema. Mm. Right. Yeah. What is that it for the previous discussion? I think so. I think so. How, how do we cap it off? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, you can pause the recording. You can pause yeah. it. Okay. Recording. Yes. So, back to OTT. Did I say it right? OTT. Okay. Yeah, OTT. Yeah. <laughs> so, over back the to, top. Over the, oh, yeah. So, back to OTT platforms. Uh, Gulabo and Sitabo uh, just released, directed by Shuzit Sarkar and the roles are played by Aishman Kurana and Amitabh Bachchan. This is a very interesting film. You know, shot in like this old Lucknowi style. You know, they, they got the gullies and then they got all the streets, nook and crannies. They covered it yep. really well. I think in those terms, the cinematography has worked really, really well. And mm-hmm. both of them, uh, Aishman Kurana and Amitabh Bachchan, they have given really good performances. Uh, I think... For me, when I when I see the film, I think that's the only thing that stands out to me because otherwise, sitting for that longer duration 
you just want the film to go somewhere, but it doesn't. It kind of like there's a drag to the story. Yeah, I think so. Um, the the movie, I think it's a good satire. Mm-hmm. It's been made intelligently, kind of like a Tom and Jerry between <laughs> Amitabh Bachchan and uh, Aishman. Yeah. That's a good analogy that you just brought up. Uh, yeah, Amitabhachan is the landlord, and mm-hmm. he will uh, do anything for his uh, mansion. Mm-hmm. But the tenant over there, one of the tenants, is Ayushman Kurana. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the, the analogy between the Tom and Jerry between them, you know, an old seventy-eight-year-old man and a young tenant. Yeah. But I think it's it's a good one. You know, this this specific movie. Uh, looks over the genre with tact and skill and the, the climax is surprising uh, and humor is too so there's a bit of humor in it as well mm-hmm. uh, so i think it's a mix of quite a few good ingredients that makes it worth the watch there have been of course um now in the media there there have been mixed reviews so we suggest people to watch it if you were to, i would you would Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I, think, I think that's the thing when you have actors like um, Aishman Khurana, Rajkumar Rao uh, in, in the present day putting out content like this, you know for a fact that it's going to be something interesting. For years, yeah. you know, you had uh, Amitabh Bachchan, you have uh, Shah Khan, Salman Khan in all their prime years you know, dominating the industry. They've been putting entertaining content, they've been putting some blockbusters. But I think now we're in an era which I think it goes to say again with the audience that we have right now they're actually enjoying the content that these actors are putting out right now and that's something that we have to admire that you know in this industry in the bollywood industry and other industries as well within india there are talents to you know to you know put these content out you know please the audience yeah. say you know yeah. we're going to take uh, we're going to take topics that are not you know specifically uh just the point yeah we're going to take topics that are not uh, experimented or something and then you know we're going to make it happen and then of the day yeah. audience are enjoying it That's yeah absolutely today's uh, audience today's young audience really resonates with content that they personally can relate to This yeah. is the reason why some of these movies really really do well mm. um uh you know the they the so called small uh, screen actors are doing amazing because they realize yeah. what uh, what really is the change in uh, the form of content i think yeah. uh, when you look at movies from rajkumar rao ayushman kurana i love manoj bajpayee's movie as well yeah. so they do they take up characters that you and i can relate to in small time cities or any middle class person can relate to compared to what karan johar puts up of a school in student mm-hmm. of the year so <laughs> yeah i think when you made that point about manoj rajpesh especially if you take his movies like gangs of wasipur 1 and 2 and then you take shows like his recent show like the family man it's of course it's a small time rule where he's a middle class man i think even though he's like in a spy slash espionage kind of genre he's still a middle class man a lot of things that he does or what happens in the story are things that you can relate it's a middle class family man living in bombay you know and that's something you can relate that's something a lot of people can relate to even when he's in gangs of wasipur it's just the whole body language and the whole main culture that is now that is, has been developed into 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things you can take from gangs of Masipur and then in second you turn it as a meme, right? So that's, that's something that people enjoy as well now. Yeah. The Gangs of Wasipur is, is uh, it's a cult movie, I have to say. Absolutely. It's one amazing movie. Absolutely. I, I, obviously, the, the violence in it is not uh, something we all can relate with, but it, yeah. it is a reality. It is, it, a reality. It is a rea- exactly, it is a reality. And at the same time, it's good content. Exactly. It is. And it then is. I think, in terms of violence, I think we go back to, you know, when Quentin Tarantino was interviewed and asked why all the violence and then he just goes like because it is so fun because it's so fun, fun. <laughs> yeah exactly I mean it's hard to disagree with him there it's it, it, that's right I think Quentin Tarantino has a has a mind on like uh, he has a knack for cult movies to be honest he has a knack he does yeah. He does. His movies, his selection of movies just shows that. Yeah. Well, I think that's the end of it for today. And uh, I think as we wrap up, we just uh, hope for more and more sort of like good content. Good content. Good con- quality I, content. I think with this lockdown, I think we all just hope for, you know, good quality content. You know, end of the day, 